Hey friends, thanks again for joining me on the original Slacker podcast. I think we're going to be changing things up a little bit here. We come across some incredible musicians and some other talents and many people in the industry, and I'm going to start microcasting these. Each episode will just have an individual interview, sit down and chat with some of these great people and and pick their mind and pick their brain and, and hear what they have to say. Uh, this week we have Lizanne Knott, as you're going to be aware. If you're not aware of what the original Slacker podcast is, it's a new podcast we just launched over at Round Guys Brewing Company in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is about a half an hour north of Philadelphia. We have about 16 freshly brewed beers on draft at all times, available in growlers, available for takeout and cans. You can find our beers located in different retail outlets around the Philadelphia area. We also have The Underground, which The Underground showcases great live music, uh, phenomenal shows including comedy nights, drag shows, yoga, board game nights, and various community events. Really looking forward to seeing you out there. You can find us online at roundguysbrewery.com, Facebook at slash roundguys, or slash RGBC Underground, and we are on Instagram as roundguysbrewery. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Today, I welcome a long-standing member of the Philadelphia music scene and a partner of the Grammy Award-winning Morningstar Studios, Ms. Lizanne Knott. Lizanne Knott is showing up for her third time down here at the underground, which makes her, I believe, on par or more than anyone else thus in the short lifespan of the Underground. Uh, the Underground actually is celebrating its one-year anniversary this April. In that time, Lizanne has brought some phenomenal acts. And without further ado, let's go chat with Lizanne Knott about her upcoming show on March 23rd with talented artists including Lillianelle and Catherine Rondeau. Okay, today I welcome Lizanne Knott. Lizanne, how you been? I have been great. How about yourself? Doing very well, very well. So you've been down the underground a number of times. Uh, we I always, have. We're always excited to have you. It's great. I'm always excited to come. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if many of our listeners that aren't familiar with your shows are as familiar with you as they are with seeing your name out there. So why don't you describe yourself a little bit, uh, a little bit about your musical background and, and some of the some of the, the high points of your musical career so far. Okay. Um, well, I'm a singer-songwriter. I've been doing it forever, I think, since I was born. Um, and I, I've been around Philadelphia and the States for, you know, most of my life. I, I got picked up by uh, a label and the BBC in by kind of happenstance over in the UK. And that's where I've gotten most of my um, airplay and, and I have an agency over there and I gig over there every year, um, sometimes a couple of times a year. And I've just really recently been trying to get out in the States a little bit more on my own turf, <laughs> do some shows. And, um, that's, that's about the gist of what I do and who I am. Um, my highlights, I, I don't, I, there are so many, there are so many highlights that I couldn't even begin to, to pick one particular one out. Um, I guess it, what was a major highlight for me was when I was, you know, over here doing open mics and kind of trying to get, trying to get some ground under my feet 
um, to get ahead a little bit. And like I said, it was kind of by an accident. My CD wound up in somebody's hands on the BBC too. And I, I literally went from playing little dive bars and uh, coffee houses, nothing as nice as your venue. <laughs> and I went from that to doing theaters in, in the UK, um, played Queens Hall and Liverpool Philharmonic. So it was, that was a huge highlight. <laughs> Yeah, that had to be amazing. What a turnaround. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, how would you define that sound? What would you say your type of music is? A little bit. It's very Americana. Uh, you know, I get put into Americana, which is fine with me. So I, I guess, you know, and that encompasses everything. It's kind of a funny genre to be put in because it's anything that's derivative of roots music. So I, I, have, some, I have some folk, um, some country uh, some jazz, some blues. I have a little blend of all kinds of different music that I write that I think goes into my songs. Uh, is there a particular song or moment or an experience that you that sticks with you, or you'll? I don't. Uh, that has more meaning for again, you. Again, so many. I'm not 20, so <laughs> yeah. I have I have quite a quite a large uh, trough of things. Um, you know, probably. Maybe the first time I made somebody cry <laughs> when I when I realized that I had was having an emotional effect on someone. That was probably the the biggest thing that I remember happening um, or that I, you know, somebody actually uh, just that I saw that my music was affecting somebody in some way. That was a pretty good that was a pretty big moment for me. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. You, you get your inspiration from a lot of different areas. I I, it comes from everywhere, Bill. I don't even, I couldn't even <laughs> tell you what. I, I write a lot of my songs. I write when I'm driving in my car. Obviously, I don't have a guitar in my hand, and I don't, but I, I, I'll hear melodies kind of in my head, and my head is always overflowing with words, <laughs> too many. So I, I just come up with these songs, and, I, and I, I'll sing them into my phone sometimes or do something, and then I later on I'll sit down and go through the however many I've done that day and, and work out some chord changes to them and figure out if I want to make it into a song or not. But uh, yeah, I'm constantly writing. I'm constantly inspired. It could be a book I'm reading. It could be somebody's story. Um, could be anything. It could be a dog I see walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, it, and, and then, you know, more often than not, it, they wind up becoming about my life. It all gets integrated into, but it's, yeah, I get inspired by all different kinds of things. You are an animal lover. I am an animal lover. So yes. I'm not shocked that a dog walking down the street could inspire you to, to write a song there. <laughs> that was true. <laughs> a true, true story. But yeah, I, I, I am an animal lover, and everything inspires me. Tree. I have a tree song. Trees inspire me. What's <laughs> <laughs> not to love about a tree, right? Oh, what? Yeah, absolutely. I love trees. I love. I love nature and uh, the country, and, and I, mean, I like cities too. But I'm a. I'm a country girl. Right. Well, you surround yourself with some – you bring in some pretty talented musicians. Is there anything you want to say about these two ladies coming in, Lily and Nell They and are Catherine both Rideau? really amazing. I, I've known Lily for longer than Catherine, but um, Lily, I've known her for a long time. She recorded at our studio, and I think I met her before that through an XPN event. And um, she's just extremely talented, a really unique artist. Um, with the music that she does. She's won a lot of awards. She's won some awards in New York City for the New York music scene. And, and she uh, has also just recently won some Homie Awards, which is uh, WXCW, I think it is, in uh, Delaware. She's she's just an amazing artist. And I, I, I can't really, I can't 
pinpoint her into something and say what she sounds like her because she's just so original. She's original, she's funny, and she's great. And Catherine Rondeau, I did um I did I introduce you to her before? I, I can't think. But I don't she, think so. I don't think I've met her. Maybe I did in passing. She's a powerhouse <laughs> vocalist, a great. great songwriter too. And she's just a force of nature. <laughs> you, have, you have to hear her. You have to hear her and meet her in person. She's incredibly funny, incredibly smart, and just this powerful voice comes out of her. And she's just, she's a hoot. And a, and she's done the Philadelphia Folk Festival, I think, three years in a row. Very rarely do people play that that place uh, in a row like that. But she, she's just been a favorite there. She's She's great. Yeah, what I like about when you come in, you bring in talented musicians, but you also find you, you don't, pair up the same necessarily the same sound between each musician right i try i try not to yeah in this case we have three different completely different sounds yeah i think the beauty of of having this songwriter rounds what i love about them so much is that it it's never gets boring you're never sitting listening to one artist kind of go through songs that sound similar so it's you're, you're listening to different uh you know just different styles they're they're totally stylistically different um, all three of us are very different. So I, I think that's nice for the listener. Yeah, I'd have to agree. It's an enjoyable it's an enjoyable experience to sit there and actually see everything cycle through and, and hear you you don't get locked into one person's vision of what a song right. should be or exactly. What, or even when you write something. You know, when you write you have that, that vocal that piece that's coming out of you that's your taint of the the dialogue per se right exactly and it's fun too with the rounds because uh, more often than not i usually don't take a set list but i mean sometimes people have a planned list but with these people probably and and most of the rounds that i do um nobody really knows what they're going to play till they hear what the the person plays before them you kind of feed off of each other and that's always fun too it's a fun it's fun for the artist too right i'm sure well, you guys, yeah. you're also a partner of a studio, Morningstar Studio, correct? I am. Do you want to say anything about that facility? How has that changed your musical aspirations, per se? It's made me work. <laughs> I do accounting, <laughs> which I hate. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I guess I've been with the studio for, I don't know, maybe 15 years. I can't think how long. But it was uh, mainly a gospel studio when I, when I came into it, and I, I brought – I think a, a larger, probably singer-songwriter um, country aspect into it. Although there were there were folk artists and, and whatnot that were recording. Um, it's it's Bren, I, I it's it's ha- it taught me an eclectic styling of music from so many different artists that come in here. But I, I will tell you, and it's on my property, so I kind of live and breathe it. So more often than not, I don't even want to listen to the radio because. <laughs> I'm just, there's music constantly wherever I'm walking, wherever I am, there's musicians and music. So I kind of have to get away from it. But I think that it's helped me be more original um, because I have to kind of just get into my own head and not listen to to, um, too too much outside influence or I'd be probably writing what I hear in the the studio. I'd come and write the same song (laughs) somebody else just did. Um, So I kind of had to shut myself off of it, although... I ha- definitely have gospel influence in my music, and I definitely have gotten um, influenced by the studio. And it's it's a the studio itself. The engineers have won Grammys, and I mean it's a it's a great studio. Glenn, my partner, has um, he recorded everyone from Sting to Elton John to all kinds of people. Not here, out of the studio at remotes, but he's done a lot of people in the studio as well. Right. 
So we with that, with, we've had all kinds of people on here. With that kind of talent, uh, do you have any notable artists that have that have gone through the studio? Uh, yeah, yeah. Queen Latifah was here recently. Um, Jill Scott. I I can't. The Winans. I don't know if you know the Winans are a big gospel family. Um, T.D. Jakes. Uh, just uh, so many people. I, I I couldn't even begin to tell you who because on a, on a, any given day somebody else comes in. Excellent. Well, I'm so glad everything's working out over there. Yeah, it's glad it's, here. Great. <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun industry to. I, I you know I I uh, I'm a partner in the studio. I don't. I'm not in there so much anymore because I I don't like accounting. <laughs> I wind up at <laughs> an office. And there's no windows because it has to be soundproof. So I go in there and I want to get right back outside. Yeah. But I, but you know, I, I am, I am there. I, you know, I, I do run it at some point. No, I'm sure. Hey, so last part here, I'm going to ask you four questions. All right. And these are just fun questions. You can go with them as you will. Okay. Uh, they're not meant to trip you up, although they might. So it probably will. <laughs> all right. First question might this one. I don't know. You've been around the world. So a German smoked beer is known as a smoky beer, right? Rosh beer, or a Marzen. What is it? known as a smoky beer, I believe. Okay. That would be... Was that correct? That would be incorrect. It's a Rosh uh, beer. I know, well, I know they... What, don't they... Uh, they do the malted barley over a, like an open flame or something to make that? Correct. Yep. You're, you're dead on with that. So you got my, the my process dad is down. My from Germany. <laughs> you got the process down. We'll give you but a point on that But what is it called? One. It's called a Rauschbier. Really? Yes. See, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I know how they I, – I know he explained to me one time how they made some kind of uh, a, a smoky beer. Yeah, and, and they'll smoke the malt, and then that malt will be used for the, the base malt of the beer. Do you have some there? We sometimes do. We do about we do a smoked beer every two years. I'm a big fan of it. It's hard to get the other guys to really get into making them. Well, uh, is it a, hard to make? No, it's not hard to make. It's just one of those things you either love it or you hate it. I love them. Uh, <laughs> so, well, if you ever have it, let me know. I'll come try one. Will do. All right. Number two, which female pop star is the greatest of all time? Taylor Swift, Madonna, or Beyonce? Oh, gosh, that's a hard one. Yeah. Curveballs. Uh, you know, <laughs> such a who just at t- t- I, you know, everybody loves Beyonce, but I'd ha- I mean I'd have to fault with the early Taylor Swift. <laughs> I feel like it, she I, she came from this area. Oh, I don't know she? if you're aware of that Taylor came from Pennsylvania. Yeah, I think she was in Allentown. I'm not sure she was. She was not far from here initially, so I know some people who worked with her, and she really, she really is talented. Um, I don't think she gets enough credit for her songwriting talent and, and for where she came from. But I, you know, I, I mean, Beyonce is the queen. You know, I that's I can't answer that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't answer that one. All right, all right, we'll just leave that one blank. Next up. Me up here. All right, since uh, Rex Tillerson was canned today, right? So yes. let's get a little topical here. What recent Secretary of State would you play before? Condoleezza Rice, Madeleine Albright, or Hillary Clinton? Uh, well, Hillary. Um, and I know she's much hated in, in some uh, in some arenas, but I actually met her. Um, 
And she was very nice. And of course, she's paid to be nice. You know, she's got people backing her. But I, I like I, I I liked her. I liked her ideals. I mean, even, you know, none of them, nobody's perfect and they've all messed up at some point or other. Um, but if I had to pick one, um, or Condoleezza, I liked her too. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad. I'm really bad about choosing like, <laughs> one person over another. I don't, I don't like to do that. My mind doesn't, I'm not wired that way. I like everybody. <laughs> Well, you could. Maybe there's multiple chances you have at playing before these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. No, I've never, I've never played for them. I, I, um, I met Hillary at a, gosh, years and years ago. I, I did um, music therapy at Children's Hospital, and I, I used to go there and play. And Hillary was coming to a convention, I guess, in Philadelphia. This is before she ever ran for president or any, or even the. I don't think she was. I don't think she'd run for anything. I don't know what she was. She was just the she was just the the wife of the, the first president. Lady. Yeah, <laughs> she was, yeah so right. that's what she was. But the first lady. So I, I uh, they asked me. Children's Hospital asked me to take drawings that the kids had made to give to her as a gift at this thing. So I got to go and meet her, and she was very gracious and nice. Oh, great! I, I don't know. Who knows? They all seem <laughs> nice. It's your face, you know. I don't know. Yeah, who knows, right? I try to stay. I get very. You can't help but be sucked into politics right now, right? It's it's an interesting time. (laughs) Uh, I studied a little bit in college, but I I try to stay away from it now because I think it creates enemies. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yes, especially right now. Right now is yeah bad time for politics. (laughs) All right. Well, the last one isn't a political question, so veering back away from that, and I think it's a little easier because it doesn't involve choosing people. So, in climbing, there's a term called bomber. Bomber denotes what kind of a hold, and a hold is a grip you use in climbing. So we right. you climb up. All right. So does it denote a loose rock that could be dangerous to grab, a solid, super solid grippy area, or a rock hold that will dispense dirt below as you grab it? The term I, bomber. I think that it's. I, I used to repel. All right. <laughs> I think that's number three, but I could be dead wrong. All right. You are dead wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing too well here, am I? Like I said, I repelled. I didn't climb. I would have flunked climbing. What is it? Now I'm curious. So it's something that's super solid. So anything that's bomber, you know, isn't going to fail. And that includes- So it's bomb proof. Yes. Yep. Okay. Well, that now that's nice to know i don't do it and i don't repel anymore but would it come in handy maybe <laughs> <laughs> wow interesting hey lizanne thank you for stopping in uh it's great always chatting with you oh uh, absolutely yeah. thank you for having me at your venue and if anybody here listening has not um checked out bill's venue it's um it's the underground it's really a great place and i think it's going to make its mark in history <laughs> I hope so. I hope in a positive yeah. way. <laughs> Let's get to the but positive you, side. We don't want to make a negative mark. <laughs> no, no. You and you have some. You have all kinds of different stuff you have in there. I always see different things you're having. Yeah, we, going on. We try and keep it diversified and try and keep yeah, it entertained. Oh, and, you you know, are, yeah. and and it's the name is getting around out there. It's really, it's a really nice place. I'm really, I'm thrilled that I found it. Well, we appreciate that. We work hard at it, and uh, it wasn't for acts like you bringing in such great talent. You know, it would be a different well, story. I think. I, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm a needle in the haystack, but you've got some great things going on there. So all, all the luck to you. Well, hey, it's always a pleasure, Lizanne. It's always my pleasure. And 
again, I can't wait to see you on the 23rd of March when you bring yeah. in Lillianelle oh, and Catherine Rondeau. Yeah. Catherine Rondeau and Lillianelle. Great. It's going to be a great show with a lot of laughter and a lot of great music. You'll, right. you'll leave feeling happy, even though we write depressing songs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks again. All right. Thanks Zan. so much, Bill. Have a great night. All right. You too. Okay. I'll see you. Bye-bye. That right there wraps up another episode of the Original Slacker Podcast. Feel free to reach out to us. Let us know you're around. We really like hearing from you. Hey, it can be something as simple as you guys tagging us with our beer. Maybe you're drinking it somewhere in an Instagram shot on Facebook. We're always open to hearing from you guys message-wise on, on Facebook at RGBC Underground or Round Guys. Or even just shoot us out an email. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what you're thinking at Underground at roundguysbrewery.com. All right. Thanks again, folks, and have a great time.